You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another day, another week of Hoosiers news. I am your Locked On Hoosiers host, Jacob Rood being your daily source for IU Athletic News. I appreciate all of you making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day as we inch closer and closer, under two weeks now, until the start of the college football season. The start of the NFL season is about here, and nobody covers it like the Locked on Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked on NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts, Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you guys get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. For us today, we have part two of a conversation that began on Friday's episode. Uh, it carried over into today's where we give just kind of a general preview of the schedule. Nothing too in detail, but just talking our way through the schedule, how we think things might turn out. Uh, what general expectations for each team that I use going to play, where they'll be favored, uh, where they won't be. So a fun conversation with Ben Rafel, who is a IU alum, Crimson Corey alum, uh, also wrote there with me, uh, Jeopardy winner, as we kind of talked about on Friday's episode. So a lot of fun in this episode. We will be back tomorrow with uh, more news. There isn't a ton to go on, ton of news right now. So Thought this would be a good time to kind of look at the schedule for this upcoming season. As always, you guys can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow me at Jacob Rude. You can follow our guest Ben at VT underscore Ben. You can follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. Without further ado, here's our conversation. This Iowa game's interesting to me. I don't know about you. I'm not a big fan of opening the season with a Big Ten game. And now especially doing it on the road at Iowa, who is a ranked team. I don't love it, but it's going to create for interesting drama right away to start this season. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think Iowa is ranked 18 in the AP poll. I think they're right below us. And the fact that that game is in Iowa City, um, which... Yeah, amazing college town, like one of my favorites other than Bloomington. But the fact that it's in Iowa City, yeah, that that crowd's gonna be gonna gonna be going nuts there. And um, I, Iowa, you know, is such a, a physical team, and that's what they're known for. That's their reputation. If they can if they can get to Penix right away, you know, we might be in for a, a long day there. But at the same time, I always say like. Kirk Ferentz approaches football games like he's playing blackjack. Like his goal is to get to 21 points and like doesn't want to go over. If they're going to try and make this a like a low scoring game in the muck, I think IU's defense can sort of play along with that. You saw them do that against Wisconsin last year. Really, both those teams mucked it up last year. That game was 14 to six, but IU came came out on top. So you know it's it's possible they could something similar could happen with Iowa. Iowa's not a team that we've beaten much either. Since 08, we've played them eight times, and we've beat them once. I was at that game. Yeah, 2012, beat them 24-21. Weird game. Uh, weird. Yeah, and there, there's been some moments with uh, with IU as well. Uh, that 2010 game still haunts many IU fans with the uh, drop catch in the end zone. Um, I believe DeMarlo Belcher was the one who dropped it. but Yes, <laughs> 
there's still some there's still some haunting moments from this quote unquote rivalry. It's not been much of a rivalry, but uh, I'm excited about that one. The I- Idaho game is 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 whatever. Basically, I think it's a home, home opener at night. That'll be fun. Fans are gonna have a good time at that one. That's for sure. Yeah, it'll be fun for that. But hopefully, we're to the point where we can just beat FCS schools easily. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. But uh, yeah. Wasn't always the case. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. I've I've watched some. I've watched us lose to some. So, the next one is the one maybe I'm most excited for this season outside of the Ohio State game. I'm really excited about this game. So so am I. I think it's going to be a real good early test of of where we're at. And I mean, I think Cincinnati. Um, they have a defense first first approach. I mean, I've I've said I you know really have been impressed with what Fickle has has done. There, um, I think there, they'll def- it'll definitely be a a tough matchup. And I mean, yeah, the Bearcats are not going to take this game lightly. I think it's going to be something like it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like a twenty one seventeen game or like like typical football score like that. It's going to be like very back and forth. And I think I would pick Cincy to win, but I think it's a it's a toss up, especially since it's in Bloomington. Yeah, it's interesting. I look. The last time we played them was 2000. We've only played them, uh, quick math here, 14 times. But I used one the last five. Now, they've come very sparingly, and that dates all the way back to the early 60s. But it's interesting. I'm glad that it's a a game that we're playing and a game that will matter. Football scheduling is so silly that it's a crapshoot at times, whether the Mm -hmm. you get two teams that are going to... uh, be good at that time but i would i would probably pick iu only because it's at home i think if it was at cincinnati i would probably flip flip that as well i mean we talked about iu losing to teams they shouldn't which takes us to indiana and western kentucky again i would hope we're to the point where we are we no longer lose to these types of teams but they have made it interesting in the past the 2015 i believe game that they squeaked out a win basically i i i really don't want to see that again you know that i was i was at that game too it was um that was jeff brown was coach at wku then uh, i was i pulled the stats up that was nate sudfeld uh through for 355 yards but i use defense gave up 568 yards of offense wow I am certain we are past those days. Yes. IU had 639 yards of offense. We might see that type of number this year, but then we're looking at Big Ten. The other game I kind of earmarked as a potential college game day game, it wouldn't be obviously in Bloomington, but I could see them coming to Penn State. If IU would probably have to be undefeated or at worst three and one, but a nighttime game, a whiteout, college game day loves those. I could very easily see this being a uh, a college game day game if you want to talk about a, a series that has had some weird games though i don't know that any tops uh tops iu penn state in recent years um yeah that's for sure obviously last year with the reach and how we won that game is just i mean that really is what kickstarted thing things off with last year and it was really a statement that uh, game last that game against penn state last year that IU's not going to lose games like this anymore because we're so used to losing games like this. 
Like I was convinced we weren't going to make that two point conversion because IU never makes that two point point conversion. And you know, some Penn State fans may argue, well, you didn't make it, but that's not true. He was he was in. I have the T-shirt from Home Field of Power to prove it. Um, but exactly. um, I am a little worried that Penn State will be out for blood against us this year. I would pick Penn State to win that game. Um, I think um, I think they have got a pretty good program coming back. And Penn State also has a tough first game against Wisconsin in Madison. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Penn State – um, yeah, Penn State and IU both have – very tough beginnings of the season. So, you know, it's possible that we could have, we could have two, two and two teams going up at that point, or both teams, because if both teams start out well, both teams are four and oh, they'll both have some marquee victories on their schedule coming into this game. Yeah. I think there's a chance game day could, could come to state college. If that's a, if both, both teams have um, started out the, the season real well. Hey guys, there's a few things in life that just aren't that fun to talk about. One of them's excessive sweating. Nothing more embarrassing than being out at the club or at the bar, or just with some friends out at a restaurant, raise your arm up and you have those nasty sweat stains. It's embarrassing. I've always been a bit of a heavy sweater myself, always able to make simple tasks look difficult through the amount of sweat I produce, but uh, I have a new product for you guys. It's called Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipe. Now, these are doctor-created, doctor-recommended, and they work up to seven days. So, I was as hesitant as anyone about these. Tried them out last week, uh, Sunday evening, put them on. You just apply it before bed. Uh, Next morning, wake up and shower, and you're set for the rest of the week. And honestly, guys, they worked. I was amazed. Every day, I kept expecting to wake up to... Uh, them no longer working or throughout the day notice that they're no longer working and it never happened. Uh, they have a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. They're a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Um, they've been on the Rachel race show. They've been all over the place. They're, they're the real deal guys. So if you guys are interested in trying them out today, I can't recommend them. Can't recommend them enough. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. That's sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. And as I mentioned, they're also available on Amazon or at CVS. The Michigan State game, on I don't think I'm worried about too much. Um, Michigan State's pretty down right now. Again, there's been a couple times where I've thought Indiana had kind of turned the corner, so to speak, against Michigan State and kind of did, kind of didn't. I was at the game where they, 2016, where they won it in overtime. And it, at the time, it felt like that was turning the corner. It took a couple more years and they eventually got there. They've also had some really frustrating games against yeah. Penn State. You can pretty much pick any team in the Big Ten and there's been a couple of frustrating games and in recent years. Are you worried too much about this game this year, though? I remember thinking that was the turn of the corner year, too. And then MSU just sucked that year. I believe there were three yeah. in that year. Um, I don't want to um, I, I don't want to think that that Michigan State game is going to be a cakewalk, partially because it's on homecoming, and we've had a history of, um, of struggling on homecoming. Um, but I know Michigan State is down. I know Mel Tucker is still – getting things rolling there in his second year. Um, you know, Mark D'Antonio had a 
you know, a decade of success, but he really kind of left the program in a mess and Tucker's trying to, trying to rebuild there. But I also don't want to get ahead of myself for that game because I know Michigan fans got ahead of the, themselves for that Michigan State game last year. And then like Michigan State rolled them. I mean, that's also a bigger rivalry. That being said, Indiana-Michigan State is technically a rivalry because we play for the old brass platoon. Are we going to be allowed to uh, spit in that this year or COVID protocols still going to uh, not allow that one? Get vaccinated so that our players can spit in the old brass platoon when they beat MSU on October 16th. The next one, obviously, is the big one. Oh, yeah. I'm less optimistic about a win this year because I certainly got Ohio State's attention last year. I think that's going to be on their minds. How likely is it, do you think, that they're going to be able to pull off an upset? Um, I think it's going to be really tough. Um, yeah, but, but by the time Ohio State gets to this game, you know, right now they, they're still, I think, figuring out who's going to start for them at QB. Yep. By October 23rd, they should have that pretty well established unless things have really gone wrong. So I think if we were like catching OSU early in the season – like when they're still, you know, breaking in someone other than Justin Fields, maybe we'd have a chance. I think later in the season, I just think that that talent disparity is still is still there. I know, um, I know we've talked we've talked about like how what a momentous um, victory this would be for Indiana if they can pull it off. But I think we're still maybe a couple of years away from getting that upset against Ohio State. I do want to get back to a, a point you mentioned just now, though, about um, overlooking. This is really. I think one of the first years where teams are not going to overlook IU. We're not going to be a, a look-ahead game. People aren't going to take us lightly in years past. People know what, what IU football is about now. You know, with, with all this publicity, with this preseason ranking, we can't really, like, go under the radar anymore. I think teams are um, – I, I mean, IU has to expect that teams are, are going to be ready for them, maybe in a way that they, they weren't um, a, few, a few years ago. Absolutely. And that's kind of been a, a message of Tom Allen's this season or this preseason during this fall camp. They're not sneaking up on anybody this season, that's for certain, where I think a lot of times they had that benefit last year. Maryland game, another game not as worried about, although Maryland, I mean, I guess if they're playing Texas, um, they're one team. And if they're playing everybody else, it's been a little different in recent years. IU Last three games have beat them, but it hasn't always been easy. There's been a couple kind of grinded out wins in that span, a couple of one possession games that have been been interesting at times. My favorite Maryland game was probably 2016 when um, Big Bacon took over the game. Oh, yes. Yeah. They rolled out the Xander Big Bacon. Surf and Turf, Tyler Nathan, Xander Diamant. Yes. Um, And they just sort of took over that game in the second half. And I think we were, I want to say we were down the first half and then they just took over that game and won. But um, yeah, Maryland's another program that's still, I think, trying to build something up. Mike Loxley, their coach, is an ace recruiter. I'm still, I'm still not sure if Maryland is there in the way that um, other schools in the, in the Big Ten are. That 2016 game, what a game. You were right. They were down, they went down just before halftime, 21-16. And end up winning the game 42-36. Tyler Nate had 111 rushing yards. Divine Redding had 130 rushing yards. Xander Diamant had 104 rushing yards. 
uh, four touchdowns between them. I was actually thinking about Xander Diamant today. How much money would Xander Diamant have made if NIL was around in 2014, 2015? Can, can you imagine the type of deals he would be putting together for for NILs or just the type of businesses he might be um, tar- targeting in Bloomington for the NILs. It would it would be pretty impressive. It would be a lot of fun. I don't know. If, I don't know if Bloomington has a cigar store, but I think he'd be on top of that. I was going to say his face would have been that the picture of him with the cigar would have been on shirts and everything for everyone to see. And I would have immediately bought one. You mentioned Michigan earlier, another down season for them. It feels weird to consider I don't consider this any sort of gimme, but IU, unless something really unexpected happens in Michigan this season, they should go into this game as a pretty clear favorite, I would think. Yeah, I would I would think so too. Even in even in Ann Arbor, I think they'd be they'd be favored. I think they'll win I think they'll win the game. I think the thing that would like make it the most satisfying thing is maybe the Swan song for game for Harbaugh. Um, but I really just think it depends on how Michigan season is is going by then. But I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance they could also put it all together up there. You know, they, they've still got some serious talent. You know, a hundred thousand people still come out to the the big house every game. So it's it, the big house. You know, compared to I think some other stadiums I've been to, it's not like as 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 like crazy as an environment there in Michigan, but. You know, it's still intimidating when you see all the, you know, all those people and everything else around you there. You know, I, it's funny to think of that. Like Michigan, that's a game we should win. It's going to be a very interesting season in or in Michigan this year. I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar today. Do you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors, whether it's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone, and there's even more flavors than that. Not only are they delicious, they're also healthy as well. Built Bar flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, uh, just 4 to 5 net grams, or excuse me, grams of sugar. And only four to five grams of carbs, so it's amazing flavors, tasty, healthy. Uh, you guys order today, you can get your raspberry, your mint brownie, whatever it is that you guys like. If you need another reason to support Built Bar, if you haven't seen the video yet, go look up Built Bar BYU. They recently gave all the walk-ons at BYU scholarships, NIL money as well. So a great company to support. If you guys want some Built Bars today, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. That time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, where you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Buccaneers and Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. 
Bet Online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Rutger, another one that has caused some, <laughs> some anger, and some frustrations throughout the years, but it was two games ago. I, I forgot last season that it actually was a little interesting, but two years ago was the passing yard. The one yard, yeah. The, the one passing yard. Last year it was still a fairly comfortable win. I still don't know if they're turning things around in Rutger, but I know that this is certainly a couple seasons too early for them still to really be worried about, or hopefully. I think so, but I'll, I'll give I'll give a little credit to them. They might be earning that S back. They might be Rutgers again soon because last year, you know, that team that that team really like that, that fought against us for the first time. Yeah. I think in a few years, and they're a team that's gonna try and um you know grit their way to a few wins. They you know they're gonna be able to do that in college and in the Big Ten. I know, in a way that they couldn't when Shiano was like coach of the Bucks in the NFL. So I think like the philosophy could be there. Again, I think it's still a couple couple years away to worry. I think IU will win that game. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a ten to fourteen point win for IU. I think I think, I think Rucker is gonna play kind of tough. I don't think they have all the pieces there yet, but I I do kind of like what Shiano's doing, which is like crazy for me to say because I've made a lot of fun of him and of and of Rucker over the years on twitter.com minnesota game will be interesting not on a friday night this time fortunately i am very glad about that i very much do not like the friday night games but it's a team iu hasn't beat since 2007 i'm surprised it's not on a friday night because i feel like minnesota plays all of their big 10 games on a friday night (laughs) for some reason the 2013 game against minnesota was one where i left the stadium early because iu was losing so badly came back because IU had taken the lead in the fourth quarter. Like I jogged back to the stadium because I was like, oh man, IU's going to create, kind of complete this like comeback and win this game. And then they had that, that lateral that turned into a fumble with like 10 seconds to go. And they were like on the cusp of tying the game with the field goal, and which obviously didn't happen. But yeah, that 2013 Minnesota game still haunts me. I, I think that one's a win because it's in Bloomington. Um, if it was in Minneapolis, on a cold day in November, I would be kind of worried about that one. You know, I like what PJ Flex done at Minnesota. He's gotten that team back to um, to the respectability that they were at um, in the early 2000s. I, I think IU will win that game, but uh, again, um, you know, Minnesota is no slouch. Like obviously, they came pretty close to winning um, the Big Ten West a couple of years ago. You know, it's hard to predict that that far in the future, too. I mean, really, Minnesota, I know it could really go either way with them. This Yeah, it's it's a team that IU's only played twice since 2008. It's just not a team for, yeah, for whatever reason that they get matched up against. And they'll have a couple big pieces coming back, Tanner Morgan and Mohamed Ibrahim. Um, they'll certainly mm-hmm. have some firepower, but ultimately I do not think it'll be enough against a deep IU team. Then we wrap it up the regular season. Hopefully there's a bowl game. Uh, The regular season against Purdue, who honestly at this point, I'm not really sure what type of Purdue team to expect. They, again, another team that has firepower. David Bell has looked really good, but I don't know overall 
I mean, they, they seem like for a while that they were going to be the IU who turned the corner and made a big leap. And it has certainly not been the case in recent years. Yeah. I mean, I think in 2018, coming off the year they beat Ohio State, they'd just beaten us in the bucket for a second straight time. I really thought, you know, Purdue was going places. And um, that didn't end up being the case for whatever reason. I mean, they've had so, you know, some great talents there, Ron, Rondell Moore and. Now, obviously, David Bell is there, and he's going to be a threat every play. I don't know what to think of. Um, I believe Jack Plummer is Purdue's QB, um, which I recent, recently learned no relation to former NFL QB Jake Plummer. Um, there's no chance, I believe, that. that has, <laughs> there's no chance there's a Jack Plummer not related to Jake. I know, right? But I'm not sure to, what to expect from Plummer this year. The game's in West Lafayette, so... Um, you know, if, I think if, especially if Purdue's had a you know, decent season, has gotten some wins in the Big Ten West, you know, and they're, you know, let's just say, for example, they're like, they're five and six and need bowl eligibility and IU's coming in at seven and four, eight and three, like the Boilermakers are going to be amped up for that game. And I think like if they're, if the excitement level is there for them, I don't think it'll be an easy win for IU for any stretch. I don't, again, I don't really know what to make of this Purdue team. I was really, really annoyed. I don't know, annoyed's the right word. I, I really wanted to play them last year because they too. were struggling <laughs> at the end of the season and IU was flying high and I just wanted to beat the hell out of them, to be honest. Yep. So, so I was, I was very frustrated that like, there's nothing you can do with a COVID outbreak, but Right. I, w- I was upset that we didn't get to play them last season. Technically, the Big Ten title game is next on. on I'm looking at <laughs> IU's official website is the next game on the list. I That might even be a, a bit ambitious, but certainly can hope. My friend um, who's the Penn State fan, she actually texted me, us, texted me and another friend about this this morning. She's like, oh, look what's on IU's schedule and look what's not on Penn State's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, it's a bit early, even though we should have been there last year. But nonetheless, oh. uh, the two final kind of questions here. How much does making a bowl like still matter in terms of, is that still kind of a benchmark of a successful season for you? I think so. I think it still matters. Um, at the end of the day, you want that bowl game experience just so that the fans hope, get to go to hopefully somewhere nice and the players get to play hopefully somewhere nice at the end of the year. And you get, I think, depending on the game, you get three, four weeks of extra practice um, mm-hmm. in, in preparation for the bowl game. So, you know, I think that matters. I think I would just, I, and I, I think I speak for, you know, a lot of other fans, it would be nice to get that victory in a, in a bowl game. It just would just be another um, exciting moment for the program and just sort of another building building block for Tom Allen. And every damn loss in these bowl games is so frustrating. Oh, it's God. just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I want that streak to end as much as, as much as anything this year. I think you mentioned it at one point. I'll put you on the spot a bit. What is your prediction for Indiana's record this season? I'm going, um, Eight and four. I think the beginning of the season is going to be really tough. I think I, I, when I look at the schedule, I see losses to Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, and OSU. I think after that Penn State game, other than Ohio State, it really um, lightens up, and there's a chance that they could um, they they could really make some hay um, 
in the back end of the schedule. Obviously, depends on you know how player health and um, you know if Pe- if Penix can stay healthy as we uh, as we talked about. Um, I think the key is if we do start out not at like two and three after that Penn State game. I think the key is for fans to just stay patient and to just be calm because I know it's easy to overreact to these things. I know it's easy to say, oh, same old Indiana, but um, we could, you know, we have some stats to back up from the past couple of years now that that isn't always the case. And I think, um, you know, as long as, you know, fans and uh, alums stay interested and focused, even if they do have a couple of big losses to start the season, I think that'll be really important as the, as the um, as they get into you know the meat of the conference schedule, but you know I do think um, eight and four that's five and three Big Ten record that's still a, a really solid solid year for for the Hoosiers and um, will result in you know a pretty a pretty nice bowl game. Yeah, they've only finished with eight wins or more eight times since wow. uh, I believe it's eighteen eighties eighteen ninety nine on. On Sports Reference, it goes back a little further if you count some of the, I think 1887s, kind of the first season. But yeah, nonetheless, eight seasons with eight wins. Yeah, there's no argument that that uh, would not be a successful season. I'm a little more optimistic. I I will say nine and three that they win one of those Iowa or Cincinnati games um, to start the year, and then they will lose. I would say they'll probably lose Penn State and Ohio State. And then, yeah, you're looking at 9-3. and three, Hopefully good enough for, again, one of the bigger bowl games. But like we said, going to a bowl game is still not something we are taking for granted. Ben, thanks a ton for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jacob. This is a lot of fun. It's fun to, fun to talk shop about the Hoosiers again. Yeah, we will, be, we will certainly have you back on during this season. And, um, hopefully it's not in a state of panic and hopefully it is celebrating what's, what will be a really fun season. Um, as always, if you guys, uh, enjoy the show, head on over, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at L O underscore Hoosiers. You can follow Ben at VT underscore Ben. Um, we will have some more guests for you next week as well. Talk some men's soccer as their season starts to get underway. Um, while you guys are subscribing, leaving a rating and review, hopefully um, you can head on over to the new Locked on Bets podcast um, where they will give you your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Um, so follow them over on Locked on Bets. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you guys get your podcasts. Again, for Ben, this is Jacob saying have a great day and Elio.